Hello, Corky Crime Sisters here. Hello. So our show contains graphic content, so please, listeners, be advised. kind of weird i can barely hear myself but i can very much so hear taylor which is almost better because that way we're not gonna be talking over each other i'm excited about this <laughs> hi guys hello. Uh, hello welcome to the corky crime sisters yeah yeah hi, hi. that spookalicious bitch over there is nikki <gasps> have you been thinking that one up mom told me to say it oh <laughs> You're never good about him, so that's awesome. She was like, you need to call her Spookalicious. And I was like, okay, I will. And I wasn't going to call myself out, but here we are. I love it. I love it. Well, that spooky little bitch over there is Taylor. Um, But before who we are, we're actually the podcast. uh, You were so excited, you just jumped right in. I'm trying to be better. <laughs> uh, we are the podcast where two sisters actually like to hang out with each other. Always. Always. Uh, talk about some Halloween shit. Ooh, the spookiest of Halloween shit. We carved pumpkins last night and we had like Halloween music on. It was awesome. It was fun. Sorry. Um, And then we like to have an adult beverage or two or three or four or it seems like we're always drunk after this podcast. So Well, and lately we've been doing it at like right now it is. 10 30 in the morning our time so it's a good time yeah it's a good yeah. time i enjoy this although i have to tell you every time we do this in the morning of course somehow i always get roped into like drop like getting the alcohol yeah and so like i stop at the liquor store next to my house or the one that's closest to my house and i always feel like real awful at like 9 30 in the morning walking in there and being like <laughs> I need alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they're open at that time, so whatever. They probably think you're such an alcoholic, especially because they see you regularly every Thursday. (laughs) And I think it's like the same guy. He's like, what is this bitch doing every Thursday? (laughs) Recording a podcast, sir. If you ask, I'd tell you instead of making assumptions about my alcoholism. (laughs) I'm going to start wearing my Ask Me About My Podcast shirt when I go in there. Perfect. Yeah. That's a good life yeah. choice right yeah. there. And then maybe it'll, it'll, be it'll clear some shit up. I dig it. Oh, all right. Well, this week uh, is week two or three? Three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, week three of BYOC. So bring your own case. Yes. Uh, Halloween edition. Ah. Um, and what are we going to be drinking? Um, what did I bring for you today, Taylor? You brought me barefoot. Again. Bubbly. Brut chauvet champagne. Ooh, that was good. My little shit-eating face over here of how proud I am of myself. Yeah, I, I, I dig it. You like it? So, this bad boy is most awarded barefoot bubbly sparkling wine brand. So I didn't get the Prosecco again. I went with Champagne. The Champagne. It's way more dry, it says. Oh, see, look at this. Okay, I love Barefoot for this reason. They have like this little chart at the back that goes from dry to sweet. 
And hilariously enough, this is the driest you can go. The sweet red rue mom used to drink is on the sweetest end. Oh, God, that stuff was awful. It was disgusting. Sorry, but it was. <laughs> and then the Prosecco is right in the middle. Okay, okay. So so we went sweet last week. Now we're going dry, dry, dry. Dry, baby, dry. What is on the back of it? It looked like a bird from my angle, but is it? it's definitely a foot, right? It's a foot, Since yeah. Since it's barefoot? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Get barefoot and have a great time. When I, I can't think of anything but like barefoot and pregnant. <gasps> that relates to my case so much. Okay. Perfect. Um, so how about we pop this shit? Yeah. It's 10.5. So you, you brought me 5% less, but I'll forgive you this time. Oh, then our normal Prosecco? Then the Prosecco last week. I don't remember. <laughs> you better lay down or you're going in the crate. <laughs> So you sound so evil to your dogs and you're really like the best dog mom ever. I'm like so nice to them. I just say really mean things when they're. <laughs> but you, our listeners don't know that though, Taylor. They just assume. Okay. I'm putting them in the crate. Give me one second. Okay. And we shall return. Oh, ah. Okay. You ripped my. Ow. We're good. We're good. Bud. <laughs> Okay, we're back. Um, the doggos are secured. <laughs> yeah, I swear I'm not abusive or mean. I just get very like... <laughs> you know, you reach that third dog. I imagine it's much like a third kiddo. <laughs> right. And it's like, oh my God. This is why I don't want three children. I want three children. I want to feel this all the time. Okay. Um, I'm throwing shit around. Okay, do you want to open it? I've opened the last couple. Sure. I'm. I think I'm just scared because of you know the last time I wore it. It's fine. I can do it. Nope. Uh. Oh! Ooh! The spookiness. I always love that. Love it. All right. Hand me your coffee cup. Because you can hear me and I can hear you. If I start mouth breathing, will you tell me? <laughs> And be like, dude, stop breathing in my ear. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Thank you. So this lady over here is going to be trained as a bartender here soon. So I'm watching her pour and judging her every move. Let me see. What you got in there? I can't see. Not enough. Okay. Well, you know, I just, my husband needs help. So I'm going to help him out. You know, I'm going to be a good wife. And all I've ever said is I can open a beer. <laughs> So we'll see how it goes. That's all you can do. <laughs> <laughs> I went to take a drink and all the bubbles went straight up my nose. <laughs> I was like, what is happening over there? All right. All righty. Yamas. That was your karma for trying to drink without yamasing. Mm-hmm. It's so true. I just wanted to. Oh, that's good. I don't even think I'm going to need the pineapple juice today. That's some dry mamba jamba. I can taste it through the pineapple Oof. juice. So my jam, so my jam. Mm. Okay, so who goes first this week? You. Me? I think so. Shit. Right? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. what I do? <laughs> These weeks are long. Okay, so this week, you guys, 
<gasps> oh, and just as a, a, a refresh, if you're just joining us, uh, Taylor and I have turned this podcast into a drinking game. Anytime I say actually, anytime she says basically, drink. Anytime either mm-hmm. one of us fucks up, drink. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so please feel free to play along. Okay, so this week my case <sighs> okay, was on Joel Loveling. Have you heard of this gentleman? No. Okay. It's kind of sad, but how it all works out is a little funny. Anyway, so on October 27th, 2007, which was the Saturday before Halloween that year, Joel Loveling and his fiancée, Heather Eastling, were celebrating Halloween at Broken Drum Lounge and Casino in Grand Forks, North Dakota. Sounds fun. Okay. Yeah, I know. I'm like... I want to celebrate at the broken like, drum yeah like it's a casino also i dig it right yeah so joel went as a hockey player dressed in a green jersey that was from his favorite team the fighting sioux ooh, ooh. i thought you were gonna say the fighting mongooses since that's your husband's fantasy team <laughs> that's where my head automatically went i like it i like it and heather was dressed as a mechanic probably a slutty mechanic because let's be honest that's what's halloween yeah you, you know. have to. It's like what us, I was Rosie the Riveter once. Yeah, it's what us girls do. Yep. It's fine. So they were enjoying the evening and had a few drinks while playing blackjack. Look at that. I love blackjack so much. We, ah. we love blackjack. Oh, my God. It's so much easier. To, sorry. It's so much easier to respond to you because I can hear you. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Continue. Perfect. I barely hear myself, but that's okay. Oh, maybe if I go like this. Oh, maybe if we move our headphones. <laughs> So I hear me and you. There you go. How's that? Beautiful. Great. Okay. So let's see where I'm at. the The same night that there, the, that same night there was a charter bus that was driving around the, to all the cities and main bars and was said to have had about forty to fifty young people. And one of them, uh, one of the stops that they made was to the Broken Drum. <laughs> I love that Broken Drum. Yes. It was said to be around eleven thirty, and Joel stepped outside to take a call. He then walked back in and told Heather, Heather, oh, drink. See, Ta-da! it's already starting. <laughs> Not awake. She's lost her mind. Yes. So he told Heather that somebody got left by the bus. Quote, somebody got left by the bus. And that he was going to go back outside to, quote, to check, uh, to go check on him. He kissed Heather and left. After a few minutes, a lady came running in from outside and yelled for someone to call 911. Heather followed a crowd outside to find Joel laying unresponsive in the parking lot, covered in blood from what looked like a head injury, and that he was the one that was in need of the emergency assistance. Mm. Crazy, right? I know, I know. Although Joel was rushed to the hospital, he was pronounced dead. Okay, I'm back, I'm back. Guess who's back, 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 back again. Again, again. Shady's back, back, back. Tell Tell a friend. friend. Okay. So, so yes, he needed the emergency assistance. Although Joel was rushed to the hospital, he was pronounced dead. It was determined that he had broken bones in his face and ended up choking to death on his own blood. Oh! Isn't that awful? That is awful. Poor guy. At this point, the police were now investigating a homicide, and they needed a place to start. The bar had about 80 people still there. However, the party bus had already left and was on to the next bar. The people still left in the, drunk, in the bar, 
the broken drum, were able to provide the police with a group of men that they should talk to. However, they could only be identified by their costumes. Mm. Yeah. So what the police gathered was that they needed to find a weeping clown, a drunken lion, an aggressive cowboy, a gangster rapper, a hunter, and a construction worker. Oh, my God. <laughs> Insert YMCA. See, this is where we needed it last week. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So the police were able to track down the party bus and found that the and they found the clown first, uh, a.k.a. John Des- Dizel, who was 22 and it was clear that the clown had been crying, and it was not that uh, like from his costume because they did say a weeping clown. He was a normal clown before, oh. and then he became weepy. Oh, oh, okay. I was like he mm. became sad after the incident. I would imagine. Yeah. So it was also said that his hands were shaking. Mm. The police reported that John said, "Quote: I guess things got out of hand tonight." Huh. Okay. The cowboy was found next, and it was determined that the cowboy was 23-year-old Bryce Larson, and he was said to have organized the party bus that night. Uh, Bryce... I said, uh... (laughs) Take a drink. We're really... That's the other one. If we say, uh, we're trying to stop that as well. Every Bryce I've ever heard of slash known was never, like, great. Except for Quasi. Quasi's awesome, but he's Quasi. He's not Bryce. True. (laughs) although he is it's fine um (laughs) quality bryce became physically aggressive and had to be handcuffed he also gave the police a fake name and date of birth (laughs) so that doesn't look sketchy at all cowboy (laughs) did you type that in your notes no i didn't (laughs) i find that when i just off the cuff it it comes out better than when i like try to you know I'm good at improv. I'm not good at putting it in there to begin with. I dig it. Yeah. At that point, Bryce admitted to seeing a large guy wearing a UND fighting suit jersey in the parking lot. He also said that the guy had blood on his face, but no significant injuries. Weird. However, during the trial, Bryce would deny that he ever made those comments. Hmm. Shady bitch. Shady. James Waver... 22 was dressed as the hunter that night he Mm -hmm. claimed that an unknown man dressed as a homemade lion costume had grabbed him and pulled him to the ground the drunken lion yeah the drunken lion and the hunter got into a fight (laughs) (laughs) ironically enough The str- they struggled for a few minutes with the lion throwing a few punches and missing, but the hunter landed a punch to uh, that connected with the lion's face. So the hunter won. <laughs> wow. If only you could punch a lion in the face in real life. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. <laughs> After the fight was broken up, the cowboy told the lion he wasn't allowed back on the party bus. You can walk home with all four paws. Of you. Yeah. Take your paws and stuff it. <laughs> okay. We back. so it was later said that the cowboy along with the gangster rapper aka mitchell dolan and a construction worker aka josh dezel so him and john are related okay went to confront the lion and give him some grief yeah you should i mean he was trying to hurt the hunter right (laughs) how such a weird spin on a murder mystery (laughs) i know (laughs) 
However, it was said that no further words were exchanged as the lion now had a fighting Sue standing beside him. <laughs> what? <laughs> this then started a conversation that they claim that they claim was not heated, but was all in good fun, joking about the rivalry between the men's hockey teams. At which point they said that the three men got back on the bus and left the hockey player and the lion standing in the parking lot. No. <clears throat> this is what they said. So this brings us to the lion. Okay. The lion, a.k.a. Travis Stay, who was a 23-year-old nursing student. Okay. Travis went to the police two days after the altercation after hearing that the police were looking for a lion. Okay. Also left at the scene was a paw. (laughs) (laughs) A bloody paw, I might add. Just like left that shit. It's fine. Yes. He told the police that he had been there that night and had been punched in the face by a hunter. He also admitted that he was very drunk and really couldn't remember much, uh, but he sh- he was sure that he didn't hurt anyone that night. Mm-hmm. Watch your paw, bloody. Yeah. Yeah. The police collected the lion's costume and shoes, only discovered that Joel's blood uh, were all over all of it, right? Yeah. And it did match the missing paw left behind at the scene. Ooh. Ooh. <clears throat> <laughs> it's the lion the cowardly lion i know i know <sighs> all right so the lion aka travis was arrested for the murder of joel the prosecution claimed that travis was angry after losing the fight he and he took it out on joel who was just being a good samaritan hmm okay the prosecution claims for uh, like the claims for charging the lion <laughs> were that they found no physical evidence linking any of the other men on the party bus mm-hmm. back to Joel. Mm-hmm. The defense claimed that all the party goers had been belligerent and confrontational and looking for a fight when they went back to try and start things with Travis again the second time, not to mention they were, uh, they talked to the clown who was crying and the cowboy was giving false information. Yeah, that's all sketchy. It's all sketch balls. It was also brought up to that the men uh, that oh sorry <clears throat> this is a different thing. There was a man that was walking home that night near the bar. He claimed that a lion was following him home and attempted to punch him in the face for no reason, but swung and missed. <laughs> so it really is like the cowardly lion when he's like put him up, put him put up. up. <laughs> Maybe he was just was in character, and he's like following this random guy. Could you imagine being that random guy and being like, because the guy is drunk at this point, so you're like. What are you doing? <laughs> like, what are you doing? That's amazing. Yes. So this led the, defun- the defense to say that obviously uh, Travis was too intoxicated to have beat Joel to death as Joel was over six foot tall and weighed around 240 pounds. Travis was only 5'9 and weighed 160. And obviously he was super drunk. So and they're saying that he's like there's people that he had already swung at and missed. Um, he swung at the hunter and missed. Right. So they're saying like he was too intoxicated to have committed that. But why is his blood all over you? See, this is I've I've read and listened to a couple different things. I mean, who really knows is the problem because the party goers, none of them had any signs of having any kind of blood or anything on them. But it was also shown that Joel had no defensive wounds. So it's very possible that like. I'll tell you what I think when I finish. Hold on. Okay. Sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. No, I was jumping ahead too, but it's okay. So 
These few things along with many others uh, led to a nine-day trial that ultimately took four hours for the jury to come back with Travis being acquitted of all charges. They just felt like the prosecution didn't do a good enough job. I mean, yes, his costume had all the blood on it. It's all circumstantial. It's Exactly. Um, I hate that word anymore. Yep, exactly. And at this point, nobody else has ever been charged in the case. Mm. Yeah. So... My thought, which we were just about to jump to, this is from everything I've read, and I feel like it was very plausible that the group or the three guys, when they went back to start stuff with Travis, Mm -hmm. they actually met Joel, right? Or they came up behind him and just hit him in the head. Yeah. Um, Because, again, there was no defensive wounds. So, and it's very plausible that they could have just beat him up real quick and left, and then he started to bleed. Like, I mean, he may not have bled right away, because according to them, he had broken bones in his face, and that's what led to... The choking. The choking. But according to them also, he had no, like, serious injuries that they could see. But if he bled after they left, why was it all over, though? Maybe the lion was, like, trying to be like, oh, my God, are you okay? And, like, trying to... Then you just say that. Well, he did go to the police. So he was incredibly drunk, though. Remember this. He was belligerent. Mm -hmm. And he did go to the police two days after when he heard that they were looking for somebody dressed as a lion, missing a paw, (laughs) you know. But you would look at your own costume and say, oh, my God, this is covered in blood. Why? Wouldn't you? Well, he also had gotten punched. He knew he had been in a fight that night. He got punched in the face. And he has one of the pictures is he had a, like a huge black eye. So it could have been very plausible that he just thought that it was his own blood. Okay. His own blood. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah. So but ultimately he got the prosecution did not bring to the table enough info as far as like they the defense really feels like they didn't actually go. God damn it. Ah! That they didn't. um uh, interview or look at any of the anybody else like they picked travis as their suspect and that was it yeah no they didn't come up with anything else that could be plausible mm-hmm. when really there was like this whole group of other guys and they're all friends and family members so it's no wonder that you know the one said things got out of hand the other one's you know lying for to cover stuff right, up right i don't know that's my personal belief but i don't i don't really know Wow, I have so many questions about that case. I know it, you know, I listened to, oh, just so everybody knows, I listened to Trace Evidence. Uh, they did a, and and if you just type in Joel Loveline, there's several, up, yeah, I'm there's sure. several others that, that have covered this case. It's also a Dateline episode. I think I told you. Yeah. I picked this case and I listened to the podcast on my way home. And then when I got home, my husband switched over to Dateline and it was at the very end, but it was this case. And I was like, oh, well, that's interesting. Look at that. But I did get all of my info pretty much for this case uh, between Trace Evidence and truenoirstories.wordpress.com. Whoever wrote this, I unfortunately don't know who wrote it, but they they did an amazing job of just like giving you the the nitty gritty. Wow. Um, but yeah, isn't that crazy? That, it's such a, like I said, it's such an interesting spin on like a murder story. Right. But I, I have... Because all of these people were identified by their costumes, not even who they were. Yeah. Which almost makes it easier, don't you think? Like, even if, like, if there weren't costumes, you'd be like, oh, yeah, the guy, the tall guy with the black hair. No, for sure. For sure. And that was, like, the only reason I think that even though the party bus had left, they had any success. Yeah. Yeah. 
I have so many questions. Like, I'm going to go listen to that today. Like, I have to now because I'm like, oh, my God. Like, what's a question I might be able to answer? Well, just I, I want to know. I mean, questions I'm not going to get is uh, what I'm saying. Uh-huh, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like, of... I don't know. Something's not adding up. Something's not adding up. And there was also something uh, that had to do with the the party bus. Like there were questions about the ex- actual time that it left. That was a good place to use that. Um, so I'm not drinking for that one. Good job. <laughs> but uh, there, yeah, there were questions about the time that it left and them saying that they were no longer there. And so there's a whole, yeah, I think you should like listen to somebody who had time to devote an entire podcast to just this one episode. I think it's important to say for us, we always do just shallow dives. We don't do deep dives into cases. Yeah, we just give you kind of the basic. We definitely encourage you to, you know, move forward with it if you're if you're interested. But yeah. So anyway, that was my case this week. Oh, good job. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, it was I I found myself kind of chuckling throughout like you did. But I felt bad for even chuckling because somebody died. I don't know. I had I was in a glass case of emotion. Good job. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. I am going to do the murder of Vera Jo Rigel. Vera Jo. Vera Jo. I actually like that name, Vera. I do too, but I was thinking about it. It's probably because we have a like a friend named Vera who is just like an amazing human. Who's like the most beautiful human. Oh my God, it's ridiculous. Vera, if you listen to us, we think you're gorgeous. Literally. Um... So there are, I, I want to set a scene here for you, I guess. <laughs> so Finley, Ohio. Okay. Is where all this is <clears throat> going to take place. Okay. <laughs> it's so like hard to explain without just sounding like a total bitch. But so anyway, Finley, Ohio is like. The FBI say you have a 1 in 29 chance of being a victim of a property crime or a violent crime. Oh. Which is hilarious that the FBI says that because when I was doing my research, everyone was like, it's a small American town. Everyone wants to be the homecoming queen. Yada, yada, yada. And I was like, yeah, but statistics don't lie. So there are a lot of players in this case. Again, taking a shallow dive, so we're not going to get super into it, but we are going towards like remember the wild whites of west virginia yes it's a lot like that so for listeners at home <laughs> lower income slightly trashy um these people are just what's the word i'm looking for maybe not as well educated yeah yeah unfortunately and are very proud to not be educated and to just do whatever they want basically literally do whatever they want yes that's a great way to put it thank you so we'll start with Vera Jo um was born in Finley Ohio um and she had a rough growing up like she was raped as a kiddo um Mm. she had attention deficit hyperactivity disorder so very hyper, which is really hard for some parents, especially parents who rape you and don't care about you as much. That'd be even harder. 
Um, so she was raped by her parents? By her dad. Sorry. Oh, that's, by her dad. that's awful. And it was said that she had the mental capacity of an eight-year-old her oh. whole life. She was never diagnosed with this, but that she definitely had some learning disabilities and yep. made learning really, really hard. Um, I <laughs> she did end up graduating from high school. Go her, great job. At uh, eight years old, yeah, that's no, not at eight. I know. <laughs> I mean, she's pretty much the next Doogie Howser. Yeah, look at that. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> she did a special ed teacher that really helped her get through it. But she made it through despite her circumstances. She she moved through. Vera began dating 13-year-old Zachary Brooks when she was 19. So, you know, it could seem like she was taking advantage of him. But at the same time, with her mental age. They were on the same wavelength. Almost the same wavelength, but it was considered that he was taking advantage of her. Oh. It's an older woman, but I can control her because her, you know, mental capabilities aren't as great as mine. Da, yeah. Da, da. Yep. I got you. Um, <sighs> Drink. It's so hard. <laughs> Why do I always do this? You mean not research or? No. It's not that I didn't research this week. It's that I've listened to the podcast so much. Like the this case, I guess I could say, is like, it's always just gotten me and I don't know why. Hmm. So. I was drinking because I said, um. Yes, anyway. I know. Zachary Brooks' mother, its name is Sherry Brooks. She sounds sketchy already. <laughs> this woman is morbidly obese, missing most of her teeth. And is in a wheelchair. And she's just peachy. I don't know how else to say that. <laughs> she's just peachy. Just peachy. She's highly abusive. She lost many, many of her children. Um, around town, they would literally say, like, it was known that she couldn't love her children without sexually abusing them. Oh. Now, she wouldn't do it to the males, necessarily. It was, she liked females. So Sherry's big push with her boys, if she kept them. <laughs> How many kids did she have? I I don't quite remember, to be honest with you. I'd have to look. She had quite a few, and she got a lot of them taken away. Jesus. But a big thing to her was, like, she would have her boys get with women so that they could live there and have babies so she could have the baby girls. Like, that was her whole thing. She, the, the kiddos that were born in that house would be hers if they were girls. So, <laughs> I'm at a loss for words, but okay, go ahead. It, it's really funky. Um, it's even said, <laughs> so, did I tell you her nickname? Sorry. Mm-mm. Sherry refer- likes to go by Sugar Babe. Blech. Yeah, it reminds me of, again, the Wild Whites of West Virginia when she's like, I'm the hottest white of them all. Oh, and she's got, like, the deepest, like, oh, most, like, God. awful voice ever when she says it. Oh. Yeah. So, sh- sugar babe. <laughs> it's oh, so hard. <laughs> her mom even, like, said at one point with one of her her girls named Maria that she loved her so much she kept her for a whole year. What? Oh, my God. You should see Nikki's face. Literally. Yeah. That's how much she loved her. 
Like she would just keep the okay. no before social service taken away. Took him away. Oh my god. Anyway, fast forward. She has Zachary. Vera ends up moving in with the family. Of course, because now sugar plums, babe, babes. The plot is working now. <laughs> Vera was very estranged from with her mom because of all of the things. Yes, yes. Her dad was in prison for raping her. So she was needing a family. She was needing a family. Um, as soon as she moved in, so Vera was getting disability checks because she had disabilities and it made sense. Yeah. Um, as soon as she moved in, Sherry got all of those disability checks to reroute to her. Of course. So now she's getting all of Vera's money too. This woman. Yeah. It was said that this house was a, a place of extreme abuse. Yeah. The problem is, is it's going to be another one of those places where we see the police just totally failed. <laughs> the police and social services totally, just totally failed. failed. Yeah. So this house, the police were so used to that it was almost like a boy who cried wolf thing oh right right because okay. they're there so much yeah. for everything well okay that should be a red flag right there and an indicator right there that obviously something is not right Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah nope totally agree multiple people lived there um one of sherry's other sons lived there who was actually her cousin's spawn that she Basically, her and her cousin had a baby together. Drink. Oh, that felt like a good use. It's fine. <laughs> nope. And I watched part of the documentary. And in the documentary, she like was like, oh, yeah, they refer to us as the kissing cousins. <laughs> you have a kid together. That's more than kissing. That's yeah, weird. That's way weird. Yeah. OK. Keep going. So this house was total squalor. There were people everywhere. Everything was gross. They were awful to Vera, very abusive. Like, she had to, for one, rub sugar babe's feet every night, which is just abusive in its own, because it's disgusting. (laughs) That is disgusting. But, like, one of the accounts of, you know, abuse was that she would, they raped her with her own toothbrush on her period and then made her use it. Okay, I've heard of this case. Who, where have I heard this case? I think I made you listen to it at one point. Because I was so interested in it from Red Handed, which is like one of my favorite podcasts. Is that where you heard it? Yeah. Or listened to it? Maybe you told me some parts of it. I probably did. Oh, yes. But so Vera, because she was only like eight years old in her brain, right around 10 is when you start making logical arguments and are able to really discern right from wrong. Yeah. So Vera was stuck at an age of being a people pleaser. Yeah. So she just became the slave and did whatever they wanted and they abused her however they wanted and it just became a thing. So Sugar Babe, of course, is like really trying to get everyone to have kiddos together. (laughs) Of course, right? The fuck is wrong with her? I I don't know. I I can't help you in that sense. Ugh. So... Basically, it's pushing for kids, pushing for kids, pushing for kids. Oh, my God. I hate this so much. (laughs) Or do you love it? I do get a drink when I say basically it's nice. (laughs) Our cousin played this and she was like, played this while she listened to us. She's like, I was fucked up, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> it was hilarious. Yes. <laughs> Sugar Bay is pushing for kiddos. They end up getting pregnant. And of course, the whole time, Sugar Babe is like, it needs to be a girl, it needs to be a girl, it needs to be a girl, because that's what she wants. Right? She doesn't care if it's a boy. If it's a girl, she made it very clear it's mine. It's not yours, it's mine. So it ends up being a girl. She hasn't had the kid yet, but I'm assuming they went to the doctors and found out it was going to be a girl. Oh, I'm sure she made her find out as soon as possible. As soon as possible. Yeah. Because of this, about a month early, she made her drink three bottles of castor oil. Because she wanted the baby so much. And did the baby come? Baby ended up coming. Because it only takes about two tablespoons for that old wife's remedy. Really? Yeah. Not three bottles. So Fuck. <laughs> Baby's name was Willa Dean. And because of becoming a month early, Willa Dean actually had very severe heart issues. Because she was born a month early. Like, she wasn't Did ready. Did this lady not realize that, like, if this precious thing that she wants so bad, she's going to, like, screw it up? No, she doesn't care. It's all about her own things. And she never, think about it, she never really had a kiddo, a girl, past, like, two years old. Fuck. So, Vera was not allowed to interact with this child. And if she did, Zachary would beat her. Because that's healthy also. The, the kids slept with sugar babe which scares me because if you rolled over you'd kill it but that's fine um literally like this kid became sugar babes now not only did sugar babe lose multiple children to the system she lost a couple in just accidents which is really unfortunate yeah so- she rolled over on them <laughs> <laughs> so one of the kids they were playing at a skate park and it was two brothers and one went to skate over the train tracks, and, and he looked back at his brother got taken out by the train. Fuck. And before the other brother could get to him, another train rolled over him, and they said he was like ground beef. What is with this case, Taylor? I think you need to start running these by me. <laughs> I mean, it's Halloween. I went with a gruesome one. So all that happened way before like Zachary and Vera came together, but just keep it in the back of your mind. Another kid, and this is, you know, while it's a grown adult of Sherry's, but it's a boy. While Vera was living with them, he died in a car accident. And Vera was with him. So Sherry automatically was like, this is Vera's fault, this is Vera's fault, this is Vera's fault. Even though... Because she survived and he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So... (sighs) This woman, I can't even... Please tell me that she, like, gets, like, stabbed in the eye and, like, dies a horrific death. Sugar babe or Vera? Sugar babe. No. No. She's still kicking. Um, Hopefully behind bars. (laughs) So, Vera, you know, during all of this ordeal, she starts getting beaten more. Beaten more, beaten more, beaten more. Because after this, sugar babe's pissed because you killed my kid. Mm Mm-hmm. Ugh. Again, house of squalor. There's literally a pig living in the cupboards and just pooping wherever it wanted to. Oh, my God. Funny part about this is animal control came in and took the pig because it determined it was not sanitary for the pig to live there. But not the other kids or uh, Jesus Christ. 
Precisely. Oh, this makes me angry. It should. It should irritate and make you angry and pissed off at the system. I mean, like, thank God the pig didn't have to live there. But at the same time, what about these poor innocent humans? Yeah, especially the babies. Ugh. So social services and the police showed up there all the time, but really weren't doing anything about it. And one of those instances, Vera had a huge black eye and they made her say it was her other boyfriend who was African-American that did that to her. What? There was no other boyfriend, obviously. Obviously. But that's how they made it sound. Yeah. Anyway. So, I think I need some more champagne for this. I don't do you, you want to finish? Get some champagne before I finish the story. How about that? Is it, it, does it get worse? <laughs> Is that why? I don't know if it gets any worse than it's already been. But it doesn't get any better is what you're saying. Hand me your cup. Okay. Give me some alcohol. So your cup can runneth over. I can't pour from an empty cup. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Oh, man. Isn't it just awful? Yes. So... You're like killing my soul with this case. I know. But it's always just something about it's always nagged me and I don't know why. So one morning a train was driving and wasn't able to stop in time. Now what they saw they thought was just a baby deer on the train tracks. Turns out it was Vera. She had been badly beaten, throat slit, stabbed multiple times. And left on the train tracks. So she was alive still amazingly when she was left there. But she curled up into the fetal position. She curled up and as she was curled up, she was 12 inches tall. The clearance of the train was 13 inches. Oh my God. So train didn't kill her. However, by the time the train operator was able to stop and find out who it was and call the police, she had bled to death. Oh, my God. I know. I know. Um, everyone believes, of course, that it was Zachary, sugar babe. And then there was actually two other people living at the house at the time. They were just a part of this. It's not really. I don't know if it's really important to like get mention. Into, yeah. Get into yeah. them. But they were a part of it as well. Um. Nicole was one name and last name Bixler. Nicole's a great name. Don't let that this story Uh, persuade you otherwise. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it was said that Sherry wanted to leave her there so she could turn into hamburger meat like her son had. Okay. So now does this raise the question of like, did Sherry actually do that to her son then too? No, that all had a bunch of witnesses of like... They were just screwing around and then it happened. Ugh, so she just got the idea. Yeah. So immediately after Vera dies, immediately, the. Oh, what's her name? Sugar Babe. <laughs> I was like, what's her name? Oh, my God. I forgot already. Sugar Babe automatically makes Zachary file to get custody of the kiddo because that's all she wants. Right. And it was actually granted to him. So there's that. Again, another fail. Okay. It was like granted to him, but he had to do a visitation first. Let's go there. Okay. He had to do a visitation with the kiddo first just to make sure everything was kosher. 
Willa Dean was so hysterical the whole time they had to end it early. And then he never showed up again. And so she was put up for adoption. Yeah, I know. Did she actually get adopted, though? I don't know. That would be the best thing for her. Either way, Nicole, Zachary, and this Bixler dude went up for, you know, the the murder. Went up to trial. Right, they were charged. Yeah. Bixler was sentenced to 40 years, um, and Nicole was sentenced to 23 years. Zachary, nothing. What? Um, and... <laughs> Oh, man. And Sugar Babe got nothing in relation to this. However, she's now in jail for an unrelated drug charge. Oh, my God. This bitch. So that's where it stands. Why did they... See, I have so many questions also. What are your questions? Oh, my God. Like, why did... Why were no charges brought against her for the murder? Again, since I'm not getting super into it. I mean, she probably didn't do it, but she definitely orchestrated it, which, as we know, can still bring a murder charge. For sure. I think she was... They tried to charge her for conspiracy. They actually tried to do that with Nicole and her, but Nicole got it, and I think... It was said that sugar babe wasn't even at the scene okay but you still orchestrated yeah. it yeah we know this yeah everything in that house was orchestrated by this woman yep oh my god they call her more of a cult leader than anything Ugh. did this, i break your soul you broke my soul on this one it's a case that's just always baffled me and I don't, okay, so why would they convict the other two? They just assumed that they did it. They obviously had to have some sort of evidence. I'm pretty sure there was evidence connecting them to it. Everything I read and listened to, I, it didn't get far into that. Again, it's something absolutely I can look into and report back. I just didn't in this instance. That's so bizarre. It's the system, man. I'm pretty sure Nicole actually got out a little bit early because she wasn't read her Miranda rights. Oh. So it was like also that was a whole other thing of like, you know. Interest. Yeah. Like that's a logistic. A There's a loophole. It's a logistic and yeah. weird. Huh. Yeah. Oh, God. I am sweating in here. I don't know about <laughs> you. I actually feel good, but you sweat away. All right. Well, let's... um. Now that my soul has been taken away, oh my I know. God, I know. how about we lighten the mood? Yeah, let's do that. I think all it's right, needed. All right, all right. It's time for Corky Clippings. Yeah. Woohoo, woohoo. Ooh, 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 ooh. Okay, so uh, fish on drugs, more likely to drop out of school, study says. Fish? Fish on drugs. Oh, out of a school. A oh, school I get fish. it. <laughs> I was like, what? What? <laughs> um, <laughs> so a Brazilian pastor arrested for convincing followers his penis contained holy milk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. What's a 
up with those pastors, though? I don't know. So a pelican wanders into a restaurant and gets in line. It just stands there. (laughs) This is nice lighting. I like the ambiance. What shall I have today? Mm, Peck, peck, peck. I like this. Maybe the fish. Maybe the fish. (laughs) Mm, The fish. I will bring my own if you cook it for me. And last but not least, kind of falling in line with your morbidly obese uh weight watchers demonstrator shoplifts cupcakes <laughs> now i am we are in no way shape or form making fun of anybody who is overweight or anything of that sort this is just strictly that is some desperation though well i'm sorry but you've heard of people like when you don't you, you can't just cut it all off, right? Like, you you have to wean yourself off. Otherwise, you've heard of people that, like, binge. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 Oh. <laughs> I will get you a cupcake, friend, if it's that bad before you shoplift. Maybe they had to shoplift it because Weight Watchers is so expensive. Yeah, right? <laughs> that or, like, Weight Watchers is, like, Big Brother. And it's just watching at all times of, like, that was one more calorie than you needed. <laughs> On the treadmill! Right. A thousand more points for you! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, those were my quirky clippings for this week. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, anything else we got? Any other corkscrews for the week? I don't think so, man. I... No? No? I don't think so. Perfect. I think I'm good. All right. Well, guys, as always, please give us a rating wherever you listen to us. Yeah. It definitely helps. Yes, um, queen. Yes. We finally have our Patreon fixed. Yes. So we are super excited for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us that money, though. Give me, give us your whole cold hard cash. Just, just to support us. Not in like a sherry way or like a sugar babe. <laughs> You don't need to rub my feet. I'm not going to keep you in the cupboard. Just give me your money. Just like a little bit. Just a little bit. A little bit. It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) All right. Well, we will see you guys next week then. Yes. Yamas. I always get stuck in this room.